Relay FM, this is Connected, episode 405. That's one episode more than 404, which was last week. Uh, today's show is brought to you by some excellent, truly fine sponsors, uh, Squarespace Hover, Clean My Mac X, and Memberful. And I'm so pleased to introduce Stephen Hackett. Welcome back, Stephen. Hello, Federico. How are you? I am doing excellent, despite the heat wave that is ongoing for two weeks now in Rome. I'm fine, thanks to the AC. Yes. That's good. Yeah, it's it's really hot here as well. Uh, I think I sent y'all a text yesterday of the, the heat index. It was like 112 Fahrenheit, which is what, 44C, I think? <sighs> Brutal. Mm. Don't like the sound of that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Not good. I am joined not only by you, Federico, but a person who is well equipped to deal with the heat, Mr. Mike Hurley. Sure am. Oh, thank God. Okay, so Mike is here. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. it is, I just wanted to point out something which is kind of funny. People might catch it if they listen to the pro show, which you can get to get at getconnectedpro.co. Uh, Federico said, welcome back to Stephen. But in the timeline of the show, Stephen didn't go anywhere. Yeah. It's Think weird. about that. Time is also a weird. Time is a weird concept. Mm-hmm. If you're yeah. looking to have your mind expanded, go to getconnectedpro.co. <laughs> That's what we offer you this week. Whoa. Yep. Follow-up. Follow-up. Apple has cut trade-in prices again. <laughs> yes, they have. This, this keeps happening. So most, a lot of the good products, they're down like 500, no, no, sorry, like $50, $500. They're down, <laughs> they're down like You $50. actually have to pay Apple yeah. for them to take it. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works now. Uh, I just, not me, I, there was a sale that occurred in my household. Adina managed it of both of my iPad Pros, so I've sold my, all my iPad Pros now. Oh no! So you're uh, you're not a pro iPad user anymore. I am a normie. I have a mini and an Air. I'm a normie yeah, because that's iPad what normal user. people do. They yep. have two I, iPads. As we said, I said before, regular guy over here, you know, with my two iPads, <laughs> regular guy. Just I'm a I'm a man of the people, regular guy with my uh, iPad Air, my iPad yeah. Mini. Um, and I and we got significantly more for each of these products than Apple would trade in. I think we got more for a 2018 iPad selling it on eBay than I would if I was trading in a 2020 iPad on the 11 inch. Because people want these products, so they will pay money for them. It's the kind of money Apple will sell you a refurbished product for. But as we've mentioned many times on the show, Apple don't want to give you any money <laughs> to take it from you <laughs> because. Mm-hmm. They just don't want to do that. So if you're looking to trade stuff in, I don't recommend going via Apple still. I recommend find someone in your life to hand it down to, sell it on eBay, sell it on, I don't know, if Craigslist is a good place to sell these things or your local electronic store or something like that. That would be my recommendation to you all. I have some real-time follow-up news. Uh, we previously talked about how Apple months ago sued the NSO group, the creators of the Pegasus spyware tool. Yeah. Apple just announced a new feature coming out in the next beta of iOS 16, iPadOS, and Ventura, which I suppose, given the timing of this announcement, will be out any minute now. They have announced... Now, the name is kind of unfortunate, given the pandemic, but this new feature is called Lockdown Mode. Love it. Lockdown, <laughs> Lockdown Mode is a new extreme security feature extreme. that will help... that will block 
targeted attacks on high-profile individuals. Um, this feature, and I'm now quoting Mark Gurman, there's a bunch of uh, articles out already. This feature will severely limit uh, messages, Safari, Apple services, and other endpoints that hackers usually rely on to attack an iPhone using tools like Pegasus. So lockdown mode will be, there are screenshots uh, already that Apple provided some members of the press. Uh, it'll be available in settings and it'll, it'll block uh, incoming FaceTime calls, some Safari features, some Apple services, configuration profiles, a bunch of stuff. Uh, and it, it is designed for, tar- uh, for individuals who fear they may be targeted by cyber attacks right. on their iPhones. So it basically makes the phone not as useful. Like, in, I don't mean this in a bad way, but like it, it takes away a bunch of features that could otherwise be yeah. used uh, nefariously. So, so, yeah, I'm looking at Apple's press release. Message attachment types are blocked. Link previews are disabled. Um, Just-in-time JavaScript compilation and web browsing is disabled. Uh, Invitations and services requests. FaceTime calls, as Federico mentioned. Wired connections with a computer or accessory cannot be used when the iPhone is locked. And configuration profiles cannot be installed. So this feels like a permanent thing, I guess, that you can put on and just take it off when you want to. Uh, how intriguing. They've also given announced a $10 million grant to bolster research exposing such threats. Uh, and I have some additional follow-up. iOS 16 Beta 3 is out. Hooray! We'll install that during the episode and we'll see what happens. Maybe everything's about to change uh, or nothing at all. Forget everything you know. MacBook Air orders. So we have some information here. Apple also announced, as we're recording today, uh, MacBook Air will be available to order on July 8th, so on Friday, and it will start shipping next Friday on the 15th. Uh, There was something kind of funny, I think, about this, which I wanted to see what you guys thought. This is kind of happening the day before Apple announced this. Uh, MKBHD posted a video reviewing a a new Asus phone, and... uh, he was scrolling through his calendar and on the calendar had both the date of his briefing for the MacBook Air and the embargo. And oh no. <laughs> it's like, oh no. this is just, this is, I'm surprised about this, honestly. Like, I know that a lot of people, I, I guess it's complicated, right? Like, I know that a lot of people that do this kind of stuff, I remember John Syracuse used to say this, I don't know if you do this, Federico, I don't think you do, um, is having like, specific accounts that you use when taking screenshots and stuff so you don't leak information in reviews. Yeah. I don't do this, but I'm very careful with the annotation tools in screenshots to hide them. Yeah. And this just seems like a funny thing for him to like show his calendar, like just for a million reasons. Uh, It's just surprising. This This kind of thing was just, it's just... I guess it's just a mistake. It was obviously a mistake that he made, but like mm-hmm. just like a funny, a funny little thing to happen. But like it's one of those things where I think we were talking about this in chat, and someone said like, "Oh, uh, he's gonna get a call from Apple." But like, what are I gonna say to him? KBHD, you know what I mean? <laughs> what are you gonna <laughs> right. say to him? Right? Like, it, you know, this isn't one of those situations where like you could imagine maybe in the old days or at some point people be like, "Oh, that's it. He's never gonna get another one of these again." Right? But he gizmoded it. But he's MKBHD, so Mm -hmm. this is a situation where they need him more than he needs them, so I would expect. 
It's such an easy fix. Just have a calendar named Secrets and have Mm -hmm. that calendar turned off when you're videoing a phone. Mm -hmm. I bet that's what he does now. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he did that before, but like something just got messed up because this stuff, this kind of thing has never happened before. And you know, people are scrubbing through his videos all the time trying to find something, you know? Oh, definitely. A friend of the show, Jeremy Budge, the namesake of the Jeremy's posted an image today of the MacBook Air uh, page and showed a, like, took a screenshot of the USB-C to MagSafe cable that comes with the MacBook Air. Because we spoke about this before, but Apple has color matched these MagSafe cables to the MacBook Air design that you get. But Jeremy was, was upset about the fact that the MagSafe connector is color matched to the laptop but the USB-C part that goes into the power brick is white. And I just wanted to know what the two of you thought about this. Mm, why? So I saw some people say, well, the power brick is white. Uh, but the rest of the cable is not. I know. I think it should be also midnight. Yeah, it should be. I think it should be. It feels like a leftover part, and they just decided that it was fine to use it. It looks weird. I agree. Well, I mean, another example of this, I guess, is the IMAX cable, right? No, but the IMAX cable is white. So, oh, sorry, the the cable is yellow, but the the connector is white, which is a similar thing. But hmm. it should be color matched. Uh, Stephen, what do you think? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm gonna take the opposite. I think white is fine because the power brick is white, mm, and okay. it helps you, you know, easily identify which end is which in the dark or something. Okay, so I've got two things here that I want to question you about, about what you just said, right? One, that the only way you think you could identify these easily is the color of them, even though they are significantly different shape. And two, you said the dark. So how's the oh, color yeah, going to help you? They're different shapes, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Okay, then my primary reason is uh, really just to argue with you, uh, just for the sake of conversation. <laughs> that, you know what? Perfectly fine. This is as far as it goes for a primary reason. It doesn't really bother me, but also I'm planning on ordering a silver one for a family member, so it's not like there's a big contrast there. What about for you? Are you going to get one? Well, so it's coming to me. I'm going to review it, and then You're gonna review Mary's going to get an M2 Air. Well, no, I'm buying her a laptop. Oh, I thought you were just talking about the cable. Yeah. Hey, look, Federico <laughs> was in the New York Times for a cleaning cloth. I think I can review a cable. Uh, that was actually going to be my next question, if any of us were going to buy a MacBook Air. Yes. So our current laptop situation in my house is I have the 14-inch MacBook Pro, which I absolutely adore. Mm-hmm. Mary has an M1 Air, and there is a 2018 Intel Air, so like the f- the first Retina one that the kids use for school and games and stuff. And that machine... It's still a good laptop, but it's got a really small SSD in it, and anytime they do anything remotely punishing to it, it gets really loud with the fan. And so my plan was to order an M2 Air that would be Mary's. I'm going to review it, give it to her. The kids can use her M1 Air, and then I'm going to sell off that 2018 Intel Air for whatever i can get probably not very much because the intel mac market is in the toilet but Mm. that's uh that's my plan so i get one in for review and then they'll you know cycle through the household nice uh i want to go see him i i think i'm going to be really 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 tempted by this computer and um my kind of like how i think 
all my computer life is shaking out. It's starting to like settle a little bit, and I think potentially this could be a part of that, but I'm not hundred percent sure yet. But I have some I have some ideas I'm working on. Federico, are you interested in the MacBook Air? No, I think um I think I'm we're fine with the MacBook Pro the and Pro. uh yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't think I'm yeah, I don't need it. I'm fine with the MacBook Pro, I'm fine with the iPad Pro. Sylvia needs a MacBook Pro anyway. Um we'll see in the future, like maybe once I have my new office space set up, maybe down the road I could consider a desktop Mac again, but not at the moment anyway. Right. I imagine these are gonna be difficult to come by especially if you do something that is uh custom ordered so if you're in the market for one of these i would uh i would get get on it on friday you know after i order mine so give me like five minutes and then you can order yours Mm -hmm. this episode of connected is made possible by squarespace squarespace is the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online you can stand out with a beautiful website engage your audience in a bunch of new ways, and sell anything, products, services, even content. Squarespace has you covered. With Squarespace, you can stand out with Squarespace email campaigns. You can encourage visitors to sign up as email subscribers and start them on the journey to becoming loyal customers. So you start with an email template and then customize it with your site colors and branding, and you get Squarespace's awesome built-in analytics to measure the impact of every email campaign. In addition to those analytics, Squarespace also has really cool SEO tools. So you can see what's going on on your website. They even have really useful guides. Because look, it's uh, SEO stuff can be confusing, right? Some of these reports can get really detailed. And so they give you the information you need to really understand what is working and what's not working on your site. I love building on top of Squarespace. I've built a bunch of sites there over the years. And one of my favorite features is that you can expand a website really easily. So you may not need a blog on day one, but if you need one later on, it's really easy to add. You just build out the page, tell Squarespace that it's going to be a blog and you're up and running within minutes without having to to re-architect a bunch of stuff. Head on over to squarespace.com connected for a free trial. There's no credit card required. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code CONNECTED to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain name. Once again, that's squarespace.com connected and the code CONNECTED to get 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for the show. Our thanks to Squarespace for their support of Connected and all of RelayFM. Go to applehardwarecalendar.com. It's a great URL. Mm, mm-hmm. It's a little dated this is not nah. the name of it this year yeah but it's still hardware though you can't get away from that no matter what i mean you the calendar it. itself is hardware yeah well that's what i'm talking about is the calendar okay. right the calendar got, itself yes, is got it. you know what i'm saying i'm not talking about like the like the conception of a calendar it's like the calendar itself. i mean what even is a calendar what if you think about it yeah, yeah exactly mm-hmm. yeah like what is time and anyway, federico we need to like we need to appreciate Big Money Hackett making his return. Mm-hmm. Old Big Money Hackett over here. He launched a Kickstarter mm-hmm. today with a $5,000 goal, and he's passed $12,000 already. Wow. Old Big Money Hackett's back, everyone. <laughs> wow. Stand back. Just Daddy in Hackett. time for the summer. <laughs> <laughs> 
when he gets his money trousers on. Just because in it's time, time to <laughs> plan another vacation. And he's going to build a second wing onto that pod cabin, you know? That's what he does. Congratulations, Steven. Have you done mocking my hard work yet? <laughs> yep, done. We're done. Maybe. <laughs> I can't guarantee it, actually. Yeah, so so I'm back with the uh, 2023 Apple History Calendar. So if you if you backed this last year or you heard us talking about it, uh, last year I made a wall calendar. The top half of the calendar is product photography of my own. And then the bottom half of the calendar, instead of regular holidays that, you know, people appreciate, this was for us Apple nerds. And last year, all the dates were dates in Apple's hardware history. So like the iBook came out this day or... Uh, this is when AirPods Max were announced, or this is when, you know, the HomePod was discontinued. Well, for 2023, I focused on software, so operating systems, first-party titles from Apple over the years, a bunch of weird 90s stuff. Like, I mentioned this uh, elsewhere, but I think my favorite date in the calendar is sometime in the 90s, Apple made this big press release about like, we're going to support the IMAP standard for future email products. Like, cool. (laughs) Glad we got that. (laughs) Glad we got that uh, understood. And so the dates are all software. All the dates are new. And uh, I think if you enjoyed last year's, uh, you're going to really enjoy this one too. And if you missed out last year, now's a great time. So Mm -hmm. uh, the Kickstarter is up and running. It runs through August 5th, so it's 30 days, and uh, you can get uh, the calendar, you can get a digital version where you can like upload it to iCloud or Google and have all the dates. You can get digital wallpapers of the images, you can get stickers, there's a whole bunch of stuff. The digital calendar still makes me laugh because for me last year it was like a ghost because you asked me to install it to test it for you and I installed it, but I didn't actually want that on my digital calendar. I was going to get the hardware, like the actual physical calendar. Mm -hmm. And for like three weeks, it just kept enabling itself. Like I would remove (laughs) the calendar and it kept coming back and I would know it came back because all this stuff would get added to my calendar and I started getting notifications of like, oh, did you know that this was the day that the 20th anniversary Macintosh was released? It's like, no, I don't don't want it. I I, I got the calendars coming. That'll be fine for me. It took a while to get rid of that. Uh, one of my favorite things over the last year, it's, it really has brought me like real happiness is mm-hmm. I get tweets and stuff on the first of every month for people turning the page over. Mm-hmm. So like on the campaign, I don't share all of the images and that is on purpose because my idea is you're going to flip through this calendar throughout the year and see a new image, you know, every, yep. every month. And I think that's, uh, I think that that slow exploration of it is a lot of fun. And everyone's synced up too, which is cool, right? Like everyone's experiencing it at the same time. Yeah, it's kind of a cool like community mm-hmm. thing. And mm-hmm. and I know sometimes on your keyboard club streams, oh, you've ha- like turned the calendar on stream, which is really cool. This is how it always happens because I always forget. And then someone on stream says to me, you haven't changed the calendar. And then I go change the calendar and experience the image. that tends to be how it goes for me i got like three days of the june image because i just wasn't here for all of june yeah (laughs) it's like oh look there it goes and it's gone again yeah this is awesome i'm really pleased you're doing it again i know that you uh were apprehensive because of the the hard work that it was last time um but i know i'm really pleased that you're doing it again because i think it's a great thing that exists and i know that you've uh done a lot of work on making sure that the logistics are streamlined which is also really good because i know it kind of took over your life last year 
Yeah, the tiers are a little bit simpler. So like one thing that is lacking this year are, are the four by six prints. If you really want them, there'll be an opportunity to get them at the end of the campaign when I send out a survey via backer kit. But my impression talking to people, the photos were like the least popular item and it they were the most work to pack because of the way they, they came printed and I had to collate them all and like it was a lot of hands-on time with that. And so it kind of made sense in wanting to simplify things and keep the costs or keep the prices uh, the same. Actually, they're a little bit less than than last year because the printing costs and the shipping costs have gone up. Like the calendars are way more to print this year. And I didn't want to pass that on or like make all the tiers more expensive. And so it kind of made sense to me. And Mike, you and I talked a lot about this. Um, about the four by six prints kind of being moved to like an optional thing at the end. So if you really want those, they will be available at the end of the campaign. And I'll share links about that, you know, as the time comes in early August, but uh, I'm really excited about it. And I've been working on this since February in terms of the, the research and, uh, and the photography and everything. And I'm really excited for people to get it in their hands later yep. this year. So I'd love it if you'd go check it out. It's better this time than when last time you had the idea in July, then launched the Kickstarter campaign and then did all the work, right? So this time, way better way of doing it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Last year, um, it was it was a really busy summer and, and that was that led to some of the, the apprehension about doing it again. And so one of my things this year, talking with, with the two of you and with John and with Mary and some other people, like, how do I spread this out over the year where the day-to-day of impact is just a lot a lot more manageable. And like when fulfillment comes, this is going to be busy, and I understand that. But part of it was I wanted to decide early in the year if I was going to do it again so I could start on the research because that is extremely time-consuming. And uh, all the dates are selected. I actually just got it back uh, last week from, the, from a fact checker, and we're going through and making sure everything's good. So it has been well underway. And it will, uh, I think it's going to be a real treat for those who, who back it. Awesome. Really, really happy. And I can't wait to see yeah. just how big this campaign goes. I hope, I hope that uh, it smashes last year. So Yeah, so far it's moving faster. So we'll, yep. we will see what happens. That makes sense, though, because of the way that Kickstarter campaigns kind of start when you've done it more than once. It may move yeah. more quickly. Because, like, something that happened to many people i'm sure is you i got an email telling me that it had launched because i backed your last one like that's right kind of how from goes, so. kickstarter not from yeah me from like. kickstarter yeah they, that, they do that yeah <laughs> yeah you sent me a screenshot and i was like oh look at that and um so yeah if, if you're repeating thank you and um yeah i'm i'm really excited about it i, I woke up this morning like itching to push the button yeah but federica yeah. I installed iOS 16 on my iPhone. Finally. Okay. Yeah, I did it. I did it. Okay. Uh, I just pressed restart to install beta 3 on my iPhone. So I'll see what happens Perfect. when that comes up. And I th- I'm going to expect that, Stephen, I know you've done it too. Was it because I said I was doing it? Is that why you did it? Did I push you over the edge? Uh, no, I think we basically started it simultaneously. <laughs> like, Beautiful. like, oh, we're doing it. I wasn't going to do it when I was out of town last week. So, um, so yeah, I'm running it as well. And, um, I think we got to talk about the lock screen, right? Cause mm-hmm. it's cool, but there's definitely some weird edges to it. Of course, this is all beta two. 
impressions. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, but there was a couple of things that I noticed, and I wonder if you guys had the same kind of experiences. So one, at least in beta two, way harder to set your home screen wallpaper now. Like, this seems like the system always wants to just like change both of them or like yeah. do it all together. So that was a bit weird. I expect that that's a bug though. Like, a, it like you you know you press a button to customize it, it just doesn't do anything. I ended up doing it like going around the system enough and I got it. Um, one of the big things about the iOS 16 lock screen is the kind of the depth effects that it's doing, and this is where like if you put an image of a person, it like tucks the time behind their head or whatever, right? Now here's my issue with this. Like I had a nice picture of Adina that I put on the lock screen and then like, you know, the the time kind of went behind her head a little bit and it looked kind of nice, very art- artistic. But then I wanted to put a complication on and it just put it on top of her forehead. And so <laughs> it's like... Yeah, that's, that's where they go. Yeah. But, but that forehead. doesn't make any sense to me to then like, you're like, you, you do the obscuring of the time, but then the complication, bang, on the head. But this is but the biggest issue I have with the complications. So you have that, like, that block underneath the time, right, where you can put a few up there. Mm-hmm. But you can't choose where they go in that. So I put two on there, and I wanted them to be, like, left aligned. But no, it put one on the left and one on the right. Yeah, you can change the order, but yeah. the spacing is kind of like the iOS dock, mm-hmm. where it kind of just does what it wants to do. And I found that annoying because then I wanted to have the image and then have the complications on the left so none of the complications covered Adina's head. It just, I don't know, I just found it weird. I found it weird. But what I will say in general, though, I set it up with a different image in the end. I actually used the one that I used before, which is like a, a like a cartoon kind of thing that Adina drew. And when you have it set up with the little widgets and you customize the font and the colors and stuff... It just doesn't look like iOS anymore. Like, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but it's going to take some getting used to for me because the iOS lock screen, like the fundamentals of it, have looked the same for a really, really long time, right? Like the way the time looks and all that kind of stuff and just like what's there and then the notifications are there. It's going to take some time to get used to, I think. I don't know if you t- either of you two have felt that. that like it feels uncanny in a way it does yeah yeah what i was struck with is how boring the ipad feels now yeah (laughs) because it's not there and and that's a a bit frustrating now if you use you know an ipad in a keyboard case and maybe you just don't see the lock screen very much but i guess it's going to be next year i don't think they're going to get to it this year but I, i would like to see them do something with the ipad lock screen for me, I think the where the 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 iPhone lock screen falls down a, a bit, and this is purely because we're in um, we're in beta land. Is just that the the current complications that are available to you are very limited, mm-hmm. and including Apple's. Like Apple has some weather ones, and they got some clock ones, but like very limited customization of those. And so I think that this will be a real opportunity for developers <laughs> underscore <clears throat> to mm-hmm. to really make this shine and and that's what i'm excited to see you know once uh once those start rolling out later this year but some of the fiddliness i think could be beta uh one thing i, I don't really like is the the mechanism to like place the image 
on the lock screen. It's like pinched to zoom, but it's also like pinched to move. There's something really weird about the gestures they're using there. I can't, I can't quite figure out like oh. what it's trying to do. It's a, it's a little mean. bit odd. Because you can't just like with one finger move it around. You have to like always be like pinching. <laughs> like yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. And there've been there've been several times when I'm editing and then I'll scroll up from the bottom to like exit the edit mode and it doesn't save the changes because to save the changes you have to hit the done mm. button. And I've done it like four times because I could just keep tinkering with it. And uh, I'd like that mechanism to change. I think it's it's easy to accidentally like set it up perfectly and then you swipe away kind of naturally because that's what you do on the lock screen and then all your, all your work just disappears. I do think that the whole system is takes a bit of time to get used to, especially with the font options and the colors and the fact that you can even access a color picker mm. from the lock screen now. Yeah. Like, there's obviously, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of strange. There's obviously like a ton of choice and they're going after the same sort of feeling, I think, that they... Uh, they, they successfully created with iOS 14, right? Total control of your home screen, and now in this case, total control of your lock screen. Um, I do, I, I do find it hard to judge right now because of the lack of of third party widgets, obviously. And like, yeah, I'm using the clock widget for like to keep an eye on time zones, and I'm using the reminders widget to see like a, like a summary of my reminders on the lock screen, but I. I do feel like a lot of the value will have to wait for third-party apps to start mm -hmm. offering widgets. And when that happens, I want to see how useful they will actually be for me. Because like, I can imagine that having a real-time timery widget will be super useful for me to keep an eye on my current timer if yeah. that will actually be real time. So like there's a performance consideration that needs to wait for when third parties actually get their hands on this. My con my only concern right now is that these, you know, these are glanceable widgets once again. These are meant to be glanceable, they're not interactive. Um, the glanceable widgets on the home screen kind of got boring after a while for me. Now, on the lock screen, I think it makes more sense to have glanceable information there. Right now, what I'm really excited about is the live activities, like those interactive... Well, <laughs> that's another discussion there because they will be interactive for Apple apps, not for third-party developers. <laughs> but even then, the live activities good. for... Yeah, they're still going to be good. At least they will give a much more choice in terms of designing custom UIs and all that kind of stuff. Mm. But those are not coming with the launch of iOS 16 anyway. So oh, those yeah, are coming later. Yeah. yeah, those are coming later. So we'll have to see. I want to see, like, I'm, I think I'm okay with these widgets being glanceable once again. If anything, they make more sense to be glanceable on the lock screen than the home screen. Mm -hmm. But I think we need to wait for third-party developers. Yeah, there is a fundamental problem with the glanceability, though, and I understand why they did it, but some of Apple's widgets or complications of the lock screen don't show the information until your phone sees your face. And so, for instance, I have the one above the time that has the short date and the next calendar event, which I really, really like at the top of my lock screen. But yeah. if... It's on my, so like I have a, a a MagSafe charging thing on my desk and it's, you know, an arm's reach away. I can see my phone screen, but because of the way the phone is, it can't see my face. So if I glance down and the screen happens to be on, it just says face too far away. And 
I, I understand why that is. It's like a privacy thing. So someone just picks up your phone and they're not you. It's not going to show them your next calendar event. But that does uh, introduce some friction to the glance ability, I think. And maybe there'll be a third-party calendar which it, that doesn't do that. And, you know, I'll just switch to that because I don't have anything super sensitive. I'm not MKBHD here leaking my calendar stuff. So um, that is <laughs> that is a thing when you're setting this up. The other one I noticed was the activity room. Well, you can't just change your settings, right? This is a settings thing. It may be. Because mine is doesn't it- do that. But like I, when your phone is locked without Face ID, does it obscure notifications? Mm, I don't think so. I don't know. I need to look at that. Okay. Um, it's it's installing beta three right now. But uh, the other one I noticed it on was activity, and I noticed that one because the rings are grayed out, and then I look at my phone and they like pop, you know, bright white or mm. whatever the colors I'm using. And that was a little bit jarring. But mm. but overall, even in just a couple of days of using beta two. I really like this feature. I, and I think people are really going to love the customization. And I expect that we'll see, you know, people, you know, third-party developers really pushing what's possible. And and one thing that I hadn't really, I don't think we talked about, I haven't really heard much talk about it, is you can do your own, but Apple also has a lot of lock, lock screen themes. And one that I think is really cool is the weather one. So it sets your wallpaper to like the current weather where you are so i was playing with it last night and set that on i was just looking at my phone like a shooting star went across it you know like they're doing these things i can't wait to see it when there's a you know if it ever rains here again but there's (laughs) there's uh there's different ones you can do there's one that's an emoji one where you can select multiple emoji and like the grid or like the style they're in so apple's done a lot of work on their own uh which i think is really cool and it 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 makes me it makes me so sad for the Apple Watch. Like seeing what Apple can do here, like when they really put their full force behind it, is like, why can't you do that more of this with Apple Watch faces? Because they are very similar in terms of both technology and sort of like it's the topmost layer of interface. And this feels so vibrant and alive and exciting. And the Apple Watch just makes me sad with those watch faces. That that you know what that says to me, right? Like it is the idea of these teams not working with each other is what that would appear to be to me, right? Like the lock screen team had this great idea about a weather lock screen, which would also mm-hmm. be a really good weather watch face. But yeah. if those teams work together, maybe they would make that together. But then it, what it ends up happening is like the Apple Watch team looks at it and goes, that's a really great idea. And then they'll put it in the next version of WatchOS. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know that's the case, but like it sometimes seems like that, right? I know there are technical differences too. Like the weather one may not be great for the watch for other reasons, like refresh rate or battery life. There, there are different constraints on the watch. Sure. But holistically, what we've gotten from the lock screen feels like a much more like thought through idea and set of features than what we get sometimes on the Apple Watch. I have some real-time follow-up on Love what it. is new in iPadOS 16 Beta 3. Yep. Uh, I was just tweeting this a few minutes ago. So there's a big changes to the multitasking menu in Beta 3 and some improvements to Stage Manager as well. So the multitasking menu on the iPad has been completely redesigned. It is no longer just a small uh, pill-shaped 
sort of pop up with icons. It is now a context menu uh, with icons and text labels. So all the options have t- uh, text labels now. Uh, you have Zoom, which basically fills, um, you know, uh, basically makes the window bigger to fill the screen. It's called Zoom. You have Add Another Window. Uh, it's That's the plus button. And you have Minimize. Minimize basically um, removes the current window from the stage, uh, and from the current workspace, and puts it back in the recent apps on the left. But that's not all. They have a Close button now. So that was actually my very first feedback that I filed a couple of weeks ago uh, for Beta 1, I believe. Um, You now have a proper way to close windows from Stage Manager. And you can actually do it a couple of ways. You can use this Close button, or... Uh, you now have the same behavior as on macOS. Command W now closes a window. Oh, and they yes. Even, that's what I wanted, they, the shortcut key. They even have a fancy animation, like a fancy 3D animation where the window flips on itself and it closes. Uh, so that's that's pretty cool. Um, there are some other improvements to Stage Manager as well. Now, if you hover with the pointer over a window thumbnail on the left, um, sort of the other windows in the workspace, they sort of push to the right to show you the full tray on the left side. So you can hover and the window kind of like, it's like, oh yeah, let me let me make room for, for <laughs> the apps on the left. So mm. that's cool. And they have, and this is the big news, this is something that I was complaining about a couple of weeks ago, that weird window picker that they had before is gone. And I was sure that like the way that you used to be able to see multiple windows from the same app, it was a leftover from from iOS 15. It was too strange. Uh, It took you to this very old iPadOS 13-like expose view. That's gone. Now, if you right-click on an icon in the dock and and you select Show All Windows, um, all the windows from the app will be displayed to you in Stage Manager. So on the left side, instead of seeing all your recent apps, you will see, for example, all your Safari windows. So it's much mm. more integrated with okay. the Stage Manager UI. Uh, they're basically getting rid of one extra UI that was there before. Uh, so now when you want to see all the windows from an app that supports multiple windows... Now that integrates with the stage manager sort of tray on the left side of the screen. Right. Uh, and I'm sure there will be a bunch of other things. Usually in beta 3, that's when you have a bunch of changes. Uh, but I can tell you, Stephen, something that will make you really happy. Yeah, I just now saw in this. Settings, so... In settings reminders, there's a new setting yes. for you. Under oh badge count, it says include due today. They did, so I, they did it. They I did it. They did it for you. Post. They did it yeah. for you. Thank you, Reminders you, team. You're changing Thank you, the world. Team. I would just like to give real-time follow-up that I had nothing to do with, but I just checked it. They fixed the thing so you can now more easily independently change the home screen uh, wallpaper. They fi- That oh, was good. a bug. They fixed it. But let's just everybody take a moment and thank Stephen for, the, for them adding the setting. Thank you, Stephen. And yeah. 
also thank you to the actors if you're glad they it. did it go go buy a calendar uh so this setting <laughs> wow big money hack it strikes again this this setting is called <laughs> it's called include due today include both overdue and due today items in badge count so now the badge will match the today smart list automatically if you turn this on that means that any task due today regardless of time of day will show up in the badge this is exactly what i wanted this is how every other task manager works or at least they have an option for it mm -hmm. uh, it was in a beta i think last year for a little while then went away i'm so glad that it's here i hope that it sticks uh this really honestly like this was the last thing keeping me from using reminders uh full time i use it actually quite a bit for like ephemeral stuff like hey like the other day johnny did something from me and i wasn't where i could do it and i said hey remind me in one hour of this using siri and it put a link to that iMessage in reminders and it reminded me in an hour i love all the system integration stuff but the lack of a do badge based on the date was killing me um there's a blog mm -hmm. post about it you can go read that i wrote at wdc so i'm super excited to see this it's all coming up hack it today yep so I, I, had, I had a realization for one of the new Reminders features, specifically the ability to create templates that, that you can share with people, right, in iOS 16. I want to hear what you guys think of this approach. So in iOS 16, in Reminders, you can now create reusable templates for checklists, and you can create one, you can create a link, and you can send the link to somebody else, and somebody else can install that checklist that template on their reminders app now one of the things you guys know about me that other people in the audience also i think know about me is that very often i get an email or i get a twitter dm from someone who says hey i'm coming to italy for my honeymoon for a wedding for vacation can you give me advice on places to stay places to see restaurants to eat uh things to do like, I get these kinds of emails, especially in the summer, a lot. Like, a couple of emails a week, almost. So I thought, obviously, like, I'm sad because I cannot reply to everybody here. And also, it's a very, you know, that kind of email is a very long email to respond to because, like, where are you going? Uh, are you coming to Rome? What's your budget? What kind of things are you into? But I had an idea. What if, to test this feature for my iOS 16 review, I finally sit down and I take a couple of hours and I just do it and I create a reusable checklist in reminders for all kinds of things you can do and see and restaurants to eat at in Rome. And I do that once and I set it up and then the next time somebody emails me and they're asking for advice on what to do in Rome, I just send them to li the link to that checklist in Reminders. The bonus there, like the advantage, is that Reminders, I think, is actually great for this because it supports image attachments, um, rich links, subtasks. So I could have like this list actually like nicely laid out with like map links and you have the preview or there could be photos like go here. Like there could be a bunch of information inside the individual reminders. I think that's one way to test this feature mm -hmm. and save time and make my readers happy because now I can just reply to everybody and say, here, 
that's the link for you. I have a question for you. That does sound really mm. interesting. My question for you is, can't you do this with maps? Like, can't you create those, like, yes, groups? I, I can, but maps is just maps. Like, uh, I cannot type anything. You can't say it's just you need to go li- here because of no. this. Yeah, right. No. I see. I see. Yeah. No. That makes sense then, because you said because you could include maps links, right, in the stuff. Yeah, I can, so. inc- I can include them, or I can include links to websites or yep. notes for people. Like, if you go to this place and they try to sell you on, I don't know, on, like, a special parking spot, don't, because it's a scam. Like, those little bits of advice that you need to know <laughs> when you visit Rome, you know, they try to upsell you on everything if you're a tourist. Um, I, can, I can do that. <laughs> and I'm um, question, I mean, again, probably everybody knows this by now by listening to the show. I've been looking, I just, like, opened Twitter to see if anyone was talking about it, but it doesn't seem like stage manager on any other iPads. Like, I feel like this is the thing that I'm just going to want to keep checking in on until the final version, that they've not expanded stage manager for non-M1 iPads, right? Doesn't seem like that's the case. I am not seeing anything on that. I figure we would have heard about it by now, right? Within like 15 minutes of the thing being released. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it. But this is just something that like, you know, it's an interesting thing to keep track of. You know, we obviously spent a lot of time talking about it on this show, but I, I, my thought was if they were going to do it, they would probably do it now, but it seems like they haven't. Mm, yeah, and seems like they're just uh, not going to do it. Mm-hmm. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Hover, one of Relay FM's longest-running sponsors. When you have that big idea, uh, where do you go? Where do you start? What, what is step one? Well, your business starts with a domain name so people can find you, they can learn about you, they can get in touch. For many entrepreneurs, Hover is that first big leap because they have over 300 domain name extensions to choose from. So no matter what you want to build, there's a domain name waiting for you. They have excellent technical support to answer any questions you may have, and they're dedicated to getting you online, not upselling you. One thing I really appreciate about Hover, and I think you will too, is that the user experience is intuitive, simple, clean, and easy to navigate. They're not trying to trick you into things you don't need. They just want you to have a great experience buying and managing your domain name. That's been the case for me for years. All of my domains are at Hover. It's really easy to manage them, see what their renewal dates are, forward them other places, deal with DNS records. Hover makes it all fantastic. They also have monthly sales on popular top-level domains. They have free who is privacy so the bad guys don't get your information. Buy your domain and start using it today. You want to go to hover.com connected and you'll get a 10% discount on all new purchases. That URL one more time is hover.com connected. Make a name for yourself with Hover. Our thanks to Hover for their support of the show and Relay FM. It is quiz time, gentlemen. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Oh, no. Quiz time. So, over the last number of weeks, I've been requesting connected listeners to fill in a survey called Do You Know the Passionate Ones? 1,200 <laughs> connected listeners oh my God. filled out the survey to my questions, which was... Many more than I was expecting, <laughs> and it's taken me a really long time. So I have <laughs> round one of this quiz, five questions that we're going to be going through today. 
This is a family feud, aka family fortunes style quiz that we're going to be doing here. Let me explain how this is going to work. So, I will be uh, asking you the question that I asked the passionate ones. So, for example, I may ask them, what is your favorite podcast? May have been, it wasn't, but this could have been one of the things in in the quiz. And so then, connected listeners, they answer that question. Your goal is to guess which is the top most answer that connected listeners would give to the question, what is your favorite podcast? I have taken the top five answers that you can score Wait, points when you say for. your, mm-hmm. when you say your, mm-hmm. who's the you in The your? listener. So the, the quiz is for e- okay. listeners. Listeners answered with their answers to the questions that I gave. I think I so, gave 20. So we're trying to guess what we think our listeners say their favorite podcast is. Correct. Okay, so not what our not what your favorite favorite podcast podcast is. is, What the aggregate of these twelve hundred people that answered, what is the thing that they are most likely to have answered to the question, what is your favorite podcast? So you are trying to get in the mind of the listener. Mm. Right? So for example, Climb into the passionate ones. Brains. Exactly. You got to climb into the brains of the passionate ones. Kind of stretch out in there and see what's going on. Shake some trees, see what answers fall out. There are, now we're going to, as you know, right so far, the score between the two of you uh, is, is Stephen has 12 points, Federico has 11 points. Now, the scoring <laughs> here is quite different. The top answer in any round, you will get 50 points. Whoa! (laughs) The second answer, 40 points. Third, 30 points. So this is if you... Okay, so again, this is complicated. We're going to go through this. It's fine. I know that Steven's played this kind of game before. Federico, I don't think you have. So we're going to walk through this together. It's no problem. There are five answers. I've taken the top five most given answers from the 1,200 responses that I gave. And from five to one, they are given 50 points, 40 points, 30 points, 20 points, 10 points. You are each going to get three opportunities to make a guess. Okay. Right? Okay. I'm going to say three. I might give you more. I'm going to see how it goes for the first round. We're working this out as we go along, right? Because there are five answers. There's two of you. So in theory, in three, if you had a clean round, one of you doesn't get that last pick. That might be how it goes. Or you might be so off base that we might want to do like four picks each right we're going to work that out as we go along but there are many points on offer available here but don't worry we're probably going to do four rounds of this quiz in total because i have five questions for you today there were 20 in total the game here is you are trying to anticipate what our audience may answer to a given question is that understood okay yes right well, you can feel free. At, okay. Yes. Okay. You can feel free to ask me questions as we go through. There are some qualifiers that I will need to give for some of the rounds, and I'll explain those as we go. Now, I'm gonna do uh, to try and decide who goes first. I'm gonna do a coin flip, and then it will go for the rest of the game in that order, right? But okay. actually, I'll flip it each round is a better way to do it. So say like if Steven picks first in the first round, Federico will pick first in the second round. Actually, we'll, again, we'll work this out. I'm going to let you guys choose here. So I can either do it that way or I can do it that the person with the least amount of points 
can score first in the next round. Which would you prefer? I like the chaos of the coin flip. Yeah, me too. Okay. So before each round, we'll do a coin flip as to who will answer the question first. Okay. So one last time as a recap. This is what the game is. I will ask you a question. For example, what is your favorite podcast? You have to Mm. guess what do the connected listeners, what are they most likely to answer? There are five potential answers that you can score points for. The top answer gets you 50 points, then 40, 30, 20, 10 for those five answers. We'll give you at least three guesses each, and then we'll move on to the next round. Are we all good? Okay. Yes. All right. So first off, it's time for a coin flip. I guess this is where we find out how well uh, Peacock, Dice by Peacock works on the beta. Who could P-Dice. Tell? Right? P-Dice. It's heads. James seemed to have got in there real quick and he enabled the triple J mode. Oh, and no. <laughs> that was James that said heads. But I also didn't ask either of you to call, so that was a terrible wasted yeah. coin flip. I was getting ready to say, yes, I want so, to know how far you were going to go yeah, before really realizing far. it. I'm going to say Stephen is heads, Federico is tails. We're going to go Okay. okay. All right. Okay, we're going to flip again. Heads. Boom. Okay. okay. So... First question is, now, just give me a minute before you answer. The first question is, to the, to the passionate ones, what was your first Apple product? Now, I got 1,200 answers that were all written by hand to this answer. So I love you, Mike. Can I, I had say, to like, go through all of these. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> yeah, thank, thank you. <laughs> I can't imagine how many hours you spent doing this. Uh, the first five questions took two and a half hours to compile. And if there's a tie or there's something that comes up, I hope you remember how thankful I am to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, sure. Thank you. So to make this an answerable question, we are going for this question for the answers are product classes. These are not model years, sizes, okay. oh. or variations within a model by processor. So for example... If Apple made a product called the MacBook Studio, that's all I want to know. I don't want to know 13-inch MacBook Studio, 16-inch MacBook Studio. I don't want to know 2020 Retina MacBook Studio, right? I don't want any of that. This is just product names. So bear that in mind, right? That, you know, this could be spanning across gosh knows how many years. I'm looking for a product class. Steven, you have the first guess too. What was your first Apple product? See, this is really a question about the age of our audience yeah. more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say the iPod Touch. Stephen, that is the third most popular answer Ooh. for which you okay. score 30 points. Boom. Federico, Stephen said iPod Touch. Okay. I am going to say... MacBook Pro. Federico, that answer is not in the top five answers given by connected listeners. Wow. Off to a rough start. (laughs) I'm sorry (laughs) about that. That's surprising to me. We're going to go back around to you now. This is the question of what was the first Apple product 
from the connected listeners. What is your second guess? MacBook Air. Steven, that is also not in the top five oh. answers given. Oof. We got a bunch of Mac Pro listeners out here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So, Federico, we're going to go for your second answer now. I'm torn between two. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to say iPhone. Federico? That is the fourth most popular answer. What? You get 20 points. Okay. Okay. So we've just iPod Touch, MacBook Pro, MacBook Air, iPhone have all been picked. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go... iPod Mini. Steven? That is not on the list here. Not in the top five. Come on. Okay. Okay. okay what okay. I have learned now is the idea of three rounds. No, we're just going to keep going for a while until yep. we get through a bunch of them and then yep. we go for a couple more rounds. And if nobody answers, I'll yep. cut you off. Okay. 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 So we're worse than this than you thought we'd be, is what you're saying. Um, no, I'll actually tell you right now this was the most surprising round, I think, for me. Okay. 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 All right. I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. with iPod Classic, meaning like the standard iPod. Federica, iPod is the top answer. You get Woo-hoo! 50 points. <laughs> wow, okay. So I did huh. combine iPod, iPod Classic, video iPod. That's just iPod, right? I just put those all yeah. in one thing. They're the iPod. I also included the many U2 iPods. That were included in here, uh, just just for fun. Wait, how I, many YouTube iPods? There was a handful, but there really were. Uh, I can't believe that that was at least I think five people's first Apple product was the YouTube wow. iPod to my memory. I want to meet those give people because I have this information. iPod was twenty two percent of the overall answer. Okay, wow. So Stephen, hmm. we're going back around to you now. Uh, Federico is in the lead with seventy points. So I'm going to stay on 30. this. I'm going to stay on this iPod train and say iPod Nano. Steven, that is the second topmost answer, netting you nice. 40 points. There is Ooh, just nice. one answer left on the board. Which Can you repeat the order again? Yeah. Top answer was iPod, then iPod Nano, iPod Touch, then iPhone. So number five is the one that is missing? Yeah, the 10 points. Um... Interesting. Mm. Hmm. Okay. Came to me. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna trust. Gonna trust uh, my gut here and say iPad. Federico, that is also not in the answers here. Wow. I'm going to give you both one more round. Okay. So you get one more pick each on this one. Okay. I'm gonna pick MacBook. Steven. That is not in the top five. Okay. And I'm going to pick iMac. Federico, that is also not in the top five answers. (laughs) Now, I will tell you why I gave you one more round each. I had to check the math on this about 20 times. (laughs) The fifth most popular answer, garnering 10 points, 
was the Apple II. Oh, oh man. Oh, my. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like it. 53 okay. Okay. people That's awesome. said Whoa. a version of the Apple II was their first Apple II. So That's we good. have children okay. and really old people. That is all we <laughs> yes. have as our audience. You were either I one mean, or the other. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I right? love it. Okay. Isn't that, isn't that bananas? Could, could you, if you have this available, could you round out the top 10? If you don't have it, that's fine. I'm just curious. I can, I can roughly give it to you. So that's iPod, fine. iPod Nano, iPod Touch, iPhone, Apple II, iPod Shuffle, iPod Mini, and then iMac. So Wow. So it's a ways and down before you get to a Mac. PowerBook after that. Wow. Oh, and also Macintosh Classic. Okay. That that is yeah. this is useful information to have. Okay. It is. It's amazing to me. I mean, I remember during the iPod time, people spoke about the Halo effect. Like that's the first Apple device that people get. Yep. I mean, at least in our audience, that's a hundred percent true. Mm-hmm. Right? Like the iPods dominate that list. Mm-hmm. And then the Apple too. I can't believe that's the That's the first computer. That's in, so good. In the list. Yeah. Oh, right? that's a good computer. Isn't that wild? It is, that's, and it's by a big number. The Apple II was 4.8%. The next Mac that shows up is the MacBook Pro, which I don't think, I think I said that incorrectly. It was the MacBook Pro, not the Macintosh Classic, uh, at 3.7%. So there was still quite, uh, quite a jump. I, I couldn't believe it. I was convinced that I'd done something wrong because it just didn't make any sense to me, that divide. All, yeah. like it's three iPods and iPhone and the Apple II. I... I love that so much. Right? That's so good. That's incredible. So at the end of the first round, you were tied at 70 points each. Wow. Whoa. Okay. I have goosebumps. The next question is, what operating system did you use in your school years? What do school years mean? <laughs> this was a question. So you remember I mentioned I was getting a lot of people asking for clarifying questions? Is it this, this one? This was what they were referring to. But my whole point is I just want you to answer that however, ah, whatever you okay. think that means. So that's that's part of the fun for me. That's the meta game. What do people think that means, right? Okay. Mm. Now, again, like the last one, I'm looking for overall OS names. I'm not looking for years, variations of a name, or unique names for OS versions. So, okay. Well, let's flip a coin and we can figure this out. I had a yep. question, no, no, so, but I don't want to okay. play my hand. Mm. Yep. I think that's a good... Way to do it. This one was really hard for me to uh, accurately say without giving it away, right? What the kind of answers will be. So Stephen's heads again, I'm going to say. Heads. And it goes to Stephen again. Boom. Hmm. You can ask a clarifying question. I may or may not answer it. Is Mac OS X one entry or about 18 different entries? Yeah. Like, do we need to say Leopard, Snow no, Leopard, I've Tiger? Them. Okay. Oh, so... That's what I meant by variations. What's the of names. question? What's the question again? What operating system did you use in your school years? And I got uh, yeah. twenty-eight answers. Okay. Even after the combining, so okay, that's so. There's some BOS people in there, probably. God I bless them. Can't tell you yet. I'm gonna go with Mac OS 10. 
That is the second highest answer. The combination name of macOS garners Stephen 40 points. Mm. I guess I'm going to go with Windows. Windows is the top answer at 50 Mm. points. This was not a surprise to me. Wait until you hear this. Variations of Windows comprised 52.5% of the answers. Whoa. Mac OS, 31. Yeah, I was playing just the Apple game. Federico, you outsmarted me on that. Yep. That yeah, was because the- we have the switchers, right? We have the switchers mm-hmm. who said the first device was the iPod. And yep. also, who had Mac OS at school? If you were yeah. answering this question of yep. what was in school? I mean, I did, uh-huh. So, but most people didn't that probably. Uh, so Federico's playing Galaxy Brain level, and I'm over yep. here. He's playing chess, and I'm playing checkers. This is what That's I've learned. That's how it's going so far. So I go next. So is the question... So- I want to pick a mobile operating system, but have this audience to consider. I'm going to say iOS. iOS, you say? iOS. Stephen, iOS is not in the top five answers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to go... Huh. <laughs> Just do it. I know what you're going to say. No. <laughs> I'm torn between two. I, the, the thing is, I don't know if Mike combined them. I'm oh. gonna go with. I'm gonna go with DOS. The third most popular answer was DOS. Yes, Federico, thirty <laughs> points. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Makes sense. That puts Federico at 150 points. So Stephen's yeah, 110. So I need Still to, I need to, to really for. nail this one. There's a lot to play for. We've got three more rounds. Okay. Okay. That makes me feel a little better. Today. Three more questions today. Android. Android is not on the list, um, Stephen. Yeah. Back to Federico. I'm going to go with, I'm assuming you combined all of them, so I'm going to go with Linux. It is indeed the year of Linux. As Federico gets twenty points oh. for the fourth most. Why you keep picking answer. mobile operating systems? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Stephen, that, that was a really not good idea. I don't know why you went with Android after striking out iOS. There is one item left on the board here. I'm going to give you both one answer, and then I'm going to give you a clue after we give our answers for one more round. Okay. Okay. Well, you're going to get one more round. You're going to get a clue if neither of you get it, and then you get one more round each. So we've picked Windows, Mac OS X. Okay, you have picked Windows, Mac OS, DOS, and Linux. And iOS and Android, but they don't score. But they don't make it. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's WebOS. Hmm. Hmm. What else is there what else beyond is Windows, there? Mac, and Linux? I mean, there's weird stuff. I mean, there's lots of weird OSs out okay. there. This isn't the clue, but you're going to have to get weird to get this. You know what? I'm going to get weird. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say... This is either going to be brilliant or it's going to sound stupid as soon as I say it. But I'm going to say OS2. 
and I'm gonna go with oh. what's the name? You put just not let me on tell him right. No, you don't no want him we to both know? put our answers down. Just yeah, okay. Yeah, go, Federico. I'm gonna go with what's the name of the thing that you had to print on physical paper? Like with punch cards. Punch cards. I'm gonna go with punch cards. Hmm. I have a. I, okay, so it's not OS2. I'm going to make a judgment call here. Okay. And I'm going to give this to Federico. It's Unix, isn't it? It's Unix. Because I combined a bunch of answers into what I'm calling none. (laughs) There was a large amount of our audience that gave some variation of there being no actual computer operating system that they yeah. used. Or like and using Fortran or stuff like well, that. Well, it was mm. like slide rule, pen and paper. I had some punch yeah. cards in there and I combined these yeah. all into none for 10 points. And I'm going to say that Federico with the answer of punch cards would qualify to get in that none mm. category. It's the, it's, it says Apple II people kicking around my my yeah, what i was going to say to you is my clue was consider the, the last answer of the last yeah. round yeah 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 so yeah, just to yeah. give you a, just to give you some extra we had two people that said unix we had um it was 26 did, did, people that said none did os2 even make it on the list no uh 12 people said ios six people said chrome os Chrome OS. Yeah. Oh, I should Those have. Those are the children. People said Amiga yeah. OS. Amiga nice. OS, yes. We nice. had eight basic. Basic, okay. Yeah. I think OS 2 is IBM mainframe OS, right? What? Oh, no, OS 2 was like a joint thing between Microsoft and IBM. Okay. Well, nobody yeah. gave me any version of that. What about BOS? BOS is not there. Oh, that's sad. Mm, there sorry. was one person... Who said next step? I love you, one person. Represent. Yep. Whoever that person is. If you're that person and you can prove it, let me know. Maybe you'll get a treat in the mail. <laughs> Just let him know and he'll email you a link to the calendar and you can buy a calendar because that's. You have an exclusive mm-hmm. opportunity. <laughs> we have two questions down. The points are 180 to Federico, 110 Ooh. to Steven. There's still a lot of points on the line. Yeah. Stephen, would yeah, you like to take yeah. a break and I'll get us up for round three? This episode of Connected is brought to you by Clean My Mac X. You want to make sure that you can trust your Mac. It's a crucial tool for your work, education, and life. And MacPar on a mission to help machines help you, which is why they developed Clean My Mac X, the ideal decluttering app for macOS that can keep it in tip-top shape. Clean My Mac X comes with 49 tools to find and delete invisible computer junk. It helps you to tune up your Mac so it runs at maximum speed. Plus, it organizes disk space, showing you large hidden folders, meaning you can free up tons of space so your Mac never runs into issues with storage again. Clean My Mac X also fights Mac-specific malware and adware, protecting your computer, and it prevents a Mac from cluttering, lagging, and slowing down. Its design is awesome. It's beautiful. There's a new menu bar app now. It really stands out. Last year alone, Clean My Mac was honored with the Red Dot Award, UX Design Award, and has become a Webby Award nominee. And despite the war in MacPaw's home country, Ukraine, 
the team have worked hard to make sure there are no disruptions in support and development when it comes to their products. Clean My Mac X is stable, safe, and secure. You can get it today with 5% off at macpaw.app connected. That discount is only valid for two weeks, so you want to go to macpaw.app connected for your 5% off. Our thanks to Clean My Mac X for their support of the show and Relay FM. All right, so I'm going to go into question three now. And to, to for fairness sake, I'm going to flip the coin, but this time, Federico, you're going to be heads and Steven's going to okay. be tails. And now All it's right. going to be tails for sure. Probably, right? Heads. Oh, there you go. And you announced it for okay. yourself too, which is good news. The, the third question is, what was your first iPhone? And the way that we're going to do this is model numbers are now in play, right? But okay. no color or storage size variations. So remember our tier list, right? All of those iPhones from the tier list. Okay. Right? So the plus and max are distinct from the regular sizes. Yes. Okay. Got it. What was your first iPhone? Federico, we're going to go over you for the first guess. First iPhone. Mm-hmm. Original iPhone. The original iPhone is in our top five list at number three, scoring Federico 30 points. Okay. I'm going to say... The iPhone 3G. iPhone 3G is the top answer. Stephen takes 50 points. I felt good about that because it was the one that was had a much broader sales base. That first iPhone was only in a few countries officially. Mm-hmm. So Stephen said 3G? iPhone 3G, yep. Okay. I'm going to go with 3GS. The iPhone 3GS is also on the list, scoring Federico 20 points. It is the fourth highest answer. Mm -hmm. You are still missing the second and fifth highest answer. Mm. I'm I'm, I'm thinking about the iPhone's life cycle. I'm thinking about when were the big ones, you know, now Mm -hmm. that we have the early ones out of the way. Mm -hmm. And the biggest sales cycle was the iPhone 6 and 6 Plus. So I'm going to say iPhone 6. The iPhone 6 is not in the top five answers. You get no Oh, place. no. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go with iPhone 4. The iPhone 4 is the second highest answer. Yes. Netting 40 points for Federico. Just, I want to just confirm something real quick because I've gotten a little lost in my scoring sheet. Federico, can you remind me the, the answers that you've given? Original iPhone. Yep. Then that, I was said the one, 3GS. that was the one I needed to check. Sorry. Yeah. Original iPhone, iPhone yeah. 3GS, iPhone 4. Sorry. I, just because just it says iPhone, it just threw me off. Like it's hard, it's hard to match. So, yes. Steven, you got the top answer at iPhone 3G. Mm-hmm. iPhone 4 was the second highest answer. Federico got that. Third highest answer was iPhone. Federico got that. The fourth highest answer was iPhone 3GS. Federico got that. There is one answer left on the board. Stephen, we go back to you. 
I'm going to say first iPhone. I'm going to stay with my thought before, and I'm going to say the iPhone 6 Plus. iPhone 6 Plus is not in the top five answers. Oh, man. Okay. Better recall back okay. to you. I'm going to do it. Okay. I'm going to go with iPhone 10. iPhone 10. It's not in the top five answers. Wow. Okay. I'm going to go iPhone 5. iPhone 5 is not in the answers. All right. We're going to get one more guess each. iPhone 4S. iPhone 4S is the fifth highest answer. Netting another 10 points for Federico. So just to run those through again, iPhone 3G was top, then iPhone 4, then iPhone, then iPhone 3GS and iPhone 4S. Very, <laughs> very succinct. So it's the first five iPhones just in a different order. Yeah, or a bunch of early adopters. Mm-hmm. What, can you round out the, the list? You know I can. So uh, obviously we had iPhone, 3G, iPhone, then iPhone 3G, sorry, iPhone 4, is in there, whatever. Uh, it got after iPhone 4S. You've got iPhone 5, then iPhone 5S, iPhone 6S, iPhone 5C, then what? iPhone 7. <laughs> yep. And then after the iPhone 7 is the iPhone SE. So it's it's a bunch of phones in the beginning, and then mm-hmm. a bunch of lower cost phones. Mm-hmm. I, I guess think, that makes yeah. sense. Yep. Yeah. Go 5C iPhone 10 had six people. Wow. Six iPhone people. 13 mini was one person. iPhone 11 <laughs> Pro was one person. All right. right. It is interesting. Like, basically, from the see. iPhone 10 onwards, it's all single digit numbers. Yeah. I, mean, I guess that, that makes sense with like the type of show we are and just what the iPhone has done, mm-hmm. right? The, the big hockey stick growth is, mm-hmm. is over for the phone. So as we finish the third question, Stephen, you have 160 points. Federico, you have 280 points. Oh. That was a real versus? Can you repeat that? <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, that was a real rough round uh, for Stephen there because Federico yeah, walked away with 100 points to Stephen's 50. Mm. But we're moving into another question. And this is... What operating system is the one that you use most today? Huh. And again, like the earlier operating system question, I'm looking for the overall OS name, not years, variations, or unique names for OS versions. What operating hmm. system is the one that you use most today? Let me get my P dice. Ready? Uh, right. Federico, your so heads. Who's it? I'm heads. Okay. Joe, it says heads! Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Thank you, Joe. Okay. So, Federico, okay. you have the first answer for what is the operating system okay. that you use most today. I really think it comes down to two choices, and it comes down to what you consider use. Sure does. Use most today. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say iOS iOS is the second highest answer. Yeah. Okay. 40 points okay. for Federico. All right. Makes sense. 
boy. I just, uh... I'm going to say Mac OS. Mac OS yeah. is the top answer at 50 points. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was either going to be Mac OS or iOS, right? Because you, like, yeah. w- what I use, like, do I see it on my computer, but also I use my phone a lot. So it was also, yeah. like, the next answers are interesting, I think. And also, like, I think the interpretation of operating system. I think some people might yeah. even... yeah. Might not even think of it. Um, uh, 46% of people answered macOS and 35.9% of people was iOS. Hmm. Uh, so we have the top two. Top two. Hmm. Huh. Well, I'm going to say iPadOS. iPadOS. Do we have a bunch of people that follow in Federico's footsteps? We do. It is the fourth highest answer, giving Federico 20 points. That was 6.5% of people. So we have the third and fifth highest answer left Mm -hmm. on the board. I'm going to say Windows. Windows is the third highest answer for Stephen getting him 30 points. So we have just the final answer on the board. Federico, yeah. we go to you. I'm going to get I'm going to get uh get weird, I think. And I'm going to say watchOS. <laughs> okay, so someone did answer this. I couldn't believe it. There was one person that said it. Obviously, it just does not get you the fifth highest answer. Yeah. Like Stephen, I will petition for this person to contact me because I need to understand you as a human being a little bit. <laughs> you, you watch OS like well, you, you just like you have a phone and you just never use it. You're, very confusing. Kyle's the you're Kyle's the great. You're yeah, always using your be. watch. Somebody else would watch OS. Stephen, fifth highest answer is still in play. So we have Mac OS, iOS, Windows, Windows. Windows. I'm going to say, see, it's hard. I'm going to say Android just due to its size. Yeah. Mm. No. Android had mm. 10 answers. 10 people said wow. Android. Okay. Does not put it on the list. Um, I'm going to give you one more guess each. Well, Okay. Okay, let's say that there's a bunch of programmers in our audience. I'm going to say a variation of Linux. Linux is the fifth highest nice. answer. Netting Federico another 10 points. Uh, so Linux was 1.4%. Uh, we also had Chrome OS. One person gave Chrome OS. There was one person who gave Watch OS. 10 people that gave iPad, there were only uh, how many total? There were eight total operating systems that were given. So outside of the top five, which were Mac OS, iOS, Windows, iPad OS, and Linux, we then also had Android, Watch OS, and uh, Chrome OS. 
At the end of that round, Federico has 350 points. Steven has 240 points. 350 to 40. Okay. We have one last question for today. The question is, which computer do you use? Again, these are product classes, not model years, sizes, or variations of in a model or by processor or anything like that. So similar to the mm-hmm. way that we answered the first Apple product question. Yeah, uh, but like, what is a computer? Yeah. <laughs> one person said that. I deleted their answer from the list <laughs> because it's not a funny joke. Uh, you said it. <laughs> Zach funny, put though. it in the Discord. Someone put it in the thing. And I don't know. I was like three quarters of the way through manually checking 1,200 responses and, you know, funny answers. I don't want them, you know? Don't want them. So that one just, boop, straight delete. Uh, Steven, you're going to be heads. Okay. Oh, that one had to reflip. It's tails. Yeah. So creepy. James is so creepy. So Federico, you get the first uh, ability to answer the question, which computer do you use? Do you use? Mm -hmm. Which computer do you use? Today or the most? No, just which computer do you use? Exactly. Which computer do you use? Mm. And we want product classes. Mm-hmm. But not years. Not years, not models. I don't want sizes okay. or anything like that. All right, all right. MacBook Pro. 50 points, top answer goes to Federico. Yep. This surprised yep. me uh, because it was 48%. Nice. And, and I, I just found that interesting that it was the top answer because... I don't, you know, I, I, again, I think this is a disproportionate audience, right, to the, to what's actually right. out there in the world. So, mm-hmm. Stephen, MacBook Air, MacBook Air is the second highest answer. That gets Stephen forty points. Mm-hmm. iMac, iMac is the third highest answer. That gets Federico thirty points. Mac Mini. Mac Mini is the second highest, uh, fourth highest answer, getting Stephen 20 points. Can you see my sheet now? Are we doing an accidental <laughs> screen yeah. share? You've just now, gone like boom, 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 boom through all of them. So there's one yeah. left on the board. Yeah. I, uh, I'm torn between two. There's only two left. <laughs> well, no, there's I one guess left. That's not true. There's one left. Well, n- no. Well, there's, there's one, at least one two left. left. No, I mean in terms of options, oh. I'm torn between two options. I'm gonna say iPad. iPad is not the fifth highest answer. Okay, so my thought is we oh, just, have mm. <laughs> we have just to clarify. Mac- just to clarify, did yeah. you split between iPad and iPad Pro? Did I? Oh, damn it. <sighs> I mean, I can't answer okay. that question. Right okay, now. okay. I'll answer damn that question it. afterwards. Okay, yeah. Oh, I should have said that. Okay. I was thinking in the Mac line, we have Mac Studio, Mac Pro, maybe the MacBook left. 
We have the Apple II, I guess. Maybe those people are still hanging out. <laughs> but see, but the iPad... So Federico said iPad, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Said All right, that. I'm going to play dirty and say iPad Pro. <laughs> Steven? That yeah. is not in the top five answers. That is nah. not in the five answers. I probably did not yes. make it in the list. I don't yes. know why you're laughing, yes. uh, iPad boy. Yes. No, well, I'm happy because I tricked you into believing that you had it an easy one mm. on your plate. Mm. Okay. Okay. Then I'm going to go with, again, slightly a few developers in the audience, Mac Pro. That is not the final answer. Hmm. Hmm. Huh. Okay. Interesting. What you got, Stephen? Mac Studio. Mac Studio is not the final answer. You're going to get one more guess each now. Yeah, I'm going to just say a, a PC. A, final a Windows PC. answer is custom-built PC. Yeah. Federico will take the 10 points. Okay, yeah. So the top five answers were MacBook Pro, MacBook Air, iMac, Mac Mini, custom-built PC. Uh, going on from there... So custom-built PC was 2%. There was also, we had, I said Mac Mini. Mac Studio came in just under uh, the Mm. PC. iPad Pro was actually just over that. 38 people used the iPad Pro. 34 people used uh, a Mac Studio. It was 43 who said some variation of a custom-built PC. There was also 23 Dells, 15 HPs four Asus laptops, one Linux desktop, one Razer Blade. There was one Samsung Chromebook, Chromebook. 11 people used a Surface, one people u- one person used a Pixelbook. Seven wow. people were still <laughs> holding on to the MacBook. Yeah. Nice. Wow. Five on a Mac MacBook. Pro. Okay. Um, mm. 16 people used some version of a Lenovo ThinkPad. Hey, if I nice. were in Windows, I'd, I'd, I'd buy a ThinkPad. Mm-hmm. There were nine iMac Pros still in use. I did count the iMac mm. Pros separate to the iMac. It felt like that was the As right a quick aside, Mm-mm. I'm not sure there's a modern computer that makes me sadder than the iMac Pro because it was so good and now it's so gone. Yeah. It was just one of them, too. That's, I think that's just, the saddest part, but they never even, t- they didn't even touch it. One and done, baby. So that is the end of round one of the connected quiz the points stand thusly in this round 300 points to steven 440 points to federico so nice. if we go over to the overall scoring now steven is at 312 federico is at 451 okay taking the lead baby here we go there will be in the future three more rounds of do you know the passionate ones? I cannot tell you when they will occur. Okay. That is the end of my quiz for today. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. And thank you, passionate ones. Yeah. Thank you for playing. For and your passionate service. ones, thank you for uh, participating, except the person who said, What's a computer? You do not get my thanks. Except you. <laughs> except and, that. Person. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Craig Federighi, for answering Next Step as your operating system of when choice. you were, you know, of choice. Yeah. 
This episode of Connected is made possible by Memberful. Memberful is the easiest way to sell memberships to your audience used by the biggest creators on the web. Generate sustainable recurring income while diversifying your revenue stream. You've heard us talk about the Relay Membership Program. It is built atop Memberful, and it has been since day one many years ago. They make it super easy for us to generate extra revenue streams for all of our hosts and deliver bonus content to all of our members through podcasts, newsletters, and more. Uh, one of my favorite things is the integration Memberful has with other uh, products, other platforms. So if you use Discord as a member, that's all through Memberful. And for us, managing it, it was really easy to set up and to maintain. Maybe you're already producing content and relying on advertising. Well, Memberful makes it easy to diversify that income with a membership program. They give you all the tools you need, including custom branding, gift subscriptions, Apple Pay support, free trials, private podcast feeds, and tons more. What's really important to me is Memberful leaves you as the creator in full control and ownership of everything that relates to your audience, your brand, and your membership. If you're a content creator, Memberful can help you monetize your passion. Get started for free at memberful.com slash connected. There's no credit card required. That's memberful.com slash connected. Go there now to check it out. It could be the start of something really exciting. Our thanks to Memberful for their support of the show and Relay FM. So it's that time of year which means that Federico Fatici is preparing right. <laughs> and or working on the iOS review. So I wanted to kind of set the stage for connected mm. listeners to kind of understand where you are right now. I'll tell you a few things I want to know. I want to know if you're continuing with Obsidian. I know you are struggling in the beta um, to actually get the thing to work. I want to yeah, know yeah. how you're feeling right now. And I also want to know if you're putting any kind of restrictions in place before you start the full writing like are you limiting yourself in any way mm -hmm. these are some things i want to um yeah so i'm using obsidian i'm continuing to use obsidian i have tried to look elsewhere uh and the short answer is that there's nothing else on the market right now that allows me to work as efficiently as obsidian does um just the things that i'm doing in terms of splitting my work between research so uh notes technical documentation, um, notes that I take during WWDC sessions. And in the same app, having the actual writing material for the chapters of the review. There's nothing else that lets me easily link back and forth and see backlinks. I mentioned this, I think, on App Stories and here before, uh, but really seeing the backlinks for me it possibly is even more important than just doing the internal linking. Mm. Uh, when I'm writing a chapter, being able to see, hey, you're writing the design chapter. This chapter is referenced in these other notes. Like that is so valuable to me because it allows me to jump back and forth between the actual chapter that I will publish on the website and my private notes from either uh, PDF documents that I saved from Apple's website or notes that I took during sessions. So having that two way street between notes and the writing material is essential. And plus, um, Obsidian lets me create my own plugins. And so I, I am working once again after making last year a plugin to help me with the table of contents 
and markdown generation of the review. This year, uh, we're trying to make a plugin happen that will help me with screenshots, with image attachments. Mm. We're trying to speed up my work in terms of saving screenshots and turning those um, temporary screenshots into actual uploaded images on the Mac Stories CDN. And Obsidian lets me do all this, right? So there's nothing else. Even with the bugs that I've seen on iPadOS, uh, actually, I got to check if Beta 3 fixes that, but I'm continuing to use that and I'm continuing to build on top of last year's system. If anything, I'm going to make it better. Can I ask you a question about the screenshots thing? Because I want to see. Yeah. Is it that like you can add the screenshots in line in the in the Obsidian document and mm-hmm. then they get uploaded in the background? What I want to do is I want to be able to add screenshots in line. Yeah. And so when I say in line, those will be image local images locally in my file system. At some point, once I confirm that all those screenshots are okay to use for production, I will want a script that runs through an entire chapter and local image by local image turns each one into a public PNG link right. uh, to the Mac Stories CDN. Uh, I used to do this manually, one by one, mm-hmm. and I'm tired of doing that. So, <laughs> But uh, like in your Obsidian would... file... Like you're writing yeah. and you just add an image and the image, you can see it. Is that yes, what you, I can see it. And then you yes. continue writing. And then the idea will yes. be that like it's doing them in the background. And I'm sure you would then lay it out differently, right? Like using whatever it is that you do for your templates for the for the review yeah. itself. But the idea is it returns that link and just puts it there. So you can have everything visual so you can be writing around the visuals. And yeah. I can imagine, I can understand how that would not just speed up the process, but also just like make more sense visually to you yeah. as you're writing. Yeah, That's exactly. Really cool, yes. Mm. I can see why you like Obsidian. And, but speaking of that, you mentioned deadlines and you mentioned the, the special layouts. Yeah. For reasons that will be clear soon enough, I think, um, time is very constrained for me this summer. And... As it stands right now, I don't think I will have the time to give the review a special layout this year, unfortunately. Uh, My previous designer went to work at Apple, (laughs) so obviously cannot work with them anymore. Um, And I don't think, unfortunately, that given the things that we have going on at home right now, I don't think I will have the, not just the bandwidth, but like the the actual time Mm. to deal with that. Speaking of that, the review will have I, I, sort of. I really wanted this to be true. Last year, if you remember, we um, I said that the review was thirty percent shorter than the previous year, mm-hmm. and I told you guys that the goal was to do that again. So another thirty percent shorter than the previous year. That will need to be true. It's just not that I want to. It'll have to be true, Mm -hmm. because otherwise the review is not going to happen. Again, given the time constraints that I have, and it's all good things. Just we haven't shared them online yet. Um, But given that I'm busy with the family, given that I'm busy at home, uh, the review will need to be a shorter review, much more on the conversational side, much more on the perspective of the user 
rather than the developer. Obviously, you know me, I'm still going to focus on the details, but I'm not going to... Again, we had this conversation last year. Most people don't care and don't enjoy reading about developer frameworks um, or APIs. Hello. Or really... Hello. <laughs> you know? You know? Yeah. So, so less B coverage this year. Yes, less B coverage. So the review will have to be a shorter review that I will write in a more compressed environment, time-wise, I mm. think, later in the summer, uh, once things settle down. What does 30% shorter actually mean? Like in numbers, like what what would you what does that roughly mean? I think we're talking something in the range in the range of thirty to forty thousand words. Okay, thirty to thirty to thirty five would be excellent, yeah. um, because realistically speaking, if I'm inspired, if I know what I'm doing, I can put together a thirty thousand word story, which. Also, it's still a massive story, by the way. Like, there, no one else is doing, you know, th th those kinds of reviews anymore. Mm -hmm. But it'll, it means that I will need to be smart about, like, having separate articles during the summer on Mac Stories about features that I will not cover in my iOS review. And those that I will cover, I will need to, you know, you know me, I like to talk, I like to write... Um, if, if, if given the opportunity, I would just go on forever, you know, but that's not going to be possible this year. Um, so I will, realistically speaking, I will start writing stuff very soon, even this week. Um, and you're going to start seeing articles, uh, you know, preview articles for separate features, you know, standalone, like we do this every summer on Mac stories. I, I guess starting, you know, at some point in July. And um, I think in August is when I will put in the majority of the work mm. uh, for the review. Um, again, not having the special design as much as it, honestly, it sucks. <laughs> you know, I'm just going to say it, it sucks because I really care about this stuff. I, I guess if you, I don't know, I just, it's the energy of, of, finding a motion designer, finding a 3D artist, I just don't have the time. If you are one of those people <laughs> and you know what I'm talking about in terms of the iOS and iPadOS reviews that I do, get in touch with me, please. Mm. But it just if I, had to, if I have to seek out myself, someone, and mm. spend time explaining what I'm looking for, I don't have the time for that. Yeah. But I'm open. To, I'm open to emails, is what I'm saying. Yeah. If you've seen the kinds of uh, intro uh, animations that Federico's had before, and you're and like, the special images, yeah. yeah, and you're like, they're amazing, or I can and and or I can do that. Email him. Yeah. Or yeah. You, or you can do better. Or you can do better. Like, yeah. please get in touch. Uh, but at the moment, I don't have anybody, and I don't have time to go look for anybody myself. Um, and yeah, so that, that's where I'm at right now. I, I know what the, I have the chapters. I know the structure of the review. I know which stories we're going to have in the summer on the site. And it's just a matter of um, spending less time thinking about the work. Thankfully, I got Obsidian set up. This is also part of the reason why I don't want to use anything else. I, I have a system that I trust that lets me save time. I'm going to keep using that because I don't have time to switch. I don't have time to redo everything else. Also, I don't need to. It works well enough. 
and uh, the rest of the review will keep building on top of the style that I that, that we I almost think we collectively decided on the show last year that was better for everybody, better for me, better for the readers, which is detailed but approachable. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm. I'm. I'm going for more. It's it's more of a conversation than a lecture. Yeah, but also because like ultimately. I want to make people happy. Yeah. You know, I want to. Yeah. I want to make myself happy with the work I produce. Yeah. But I want to make people happy. Like I want to make something that is enjoyable, mm-hmm. and that so striking that detailed but approachable, friendly, friendly and enjoyable is challenging. Mm. But I think I can make it happen, and I will need to make it happen. So we'll see how it goes. You got this. I'm looking forward to picking up with you in this in a few more weeks' time. And we'll see where you're going you. once the the real down in the weeds. I'm assuming, like at this point, you've been like watching videos, taking notes, and all that kind of stuff, right? Like yeah. that's kind of where yeah. you've been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right. uh, also, like uh, trying to use it, you yeah. know, use it's iOS and iPadOS as much as as for regular work. Like yeah. that's the most important part. Like just yeah. let me use it, and then I will write. All right, take us home, Stephen. If you want to find links to stuff we spoke about on this episode, uh, they're in your podcast player, but they're also out on the web at relay.fm slash connected slash 405. While you're there, you can send us an email with feedback or follow-up. You can also join and get Connected Pro, which is a longer ad-free version of the show each and every week. Uh, This week I talked about my recent vacation, and then Federico and I blew Mike's mind with a very deep conversation about um, life, what it means to be a person. Mm-hmm. You can find us all online. You can find Federico on Twitter at Vitici, V-I-T-I-C-C-I, and he's the editor-in-chief of MacStories.net. You can follow Mike online as I-M-Y-K-E. Mike hosts a bunch of other shows here on Relay FM. You can find me on Twitter as ISMH, my writing over at 512pixels.net. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week. They are Squarespace, Hover, Clean My Mac X, and Memberful. Big thanks to them for making the show possible. Thank you for listening. And until next week, guys, say goodbye. Arrivederci. Cheerio. Bye, y'all.